Husker Nation, Husker Athletics never sleeps. It's the city that keeps on giving. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Gag DP. Gary Cusin, 92.7 Ticket. Lincoln, Nebraska, home of the Fighting Huskers, University of Nebraska, Lincoln. The Scarlet and Cream. Yeah. yeah you got to say that sometimes just to remind folks that's what that is. Thank you for making Locked on Huskers. Uh, Locked on Go Big Red, your first watch. Listen each and every single day. Greatly appreciate it. And thank you for doing that, folks, at Locked on Sports Network uh, for allowing us to bring this intelligent, intense conversation to you each and every single day. How about that? I want to thank the folks from Omaha Steaks. Uh, yes. Omaha Steaks, omahasteaks.com. They love you so much. With a minimum order, and it's required, they're going to give you 30 bucks off. Quality, the best steaks, best burgers, best desserts. Take take a moment, jump on omahasteaks.com, create a package for you. They got all sorts of holiday packets for you that you can order up for you, your family, the people you love the most, the people you're trying to impress, and the people you want to feed. Do that. Go to omahasteaks.com. Uh, do me a favor. You guys have been good. The numbers are slowly growing in the subscriber area. Well done. Well done. Well done. Now let's continue. So if you have not subscribed, go down there and get the alerts so that you get this content and get the alerts each and every single day so you don't miss a thing about what we're bringing you uh, about Husker Athletics. Uh, the news today, there's several things. Here's the journey we're going to go. We're going to kind of do this. Uh, throughout the course of this episode. We're going to start with announcements within the football program, comings and goings, comings and goings, goings and comings, all of those things happening. Lots of activity in the Husker football program and the athletic department. We're going to jump over to basketball, talk a little bit about the visit to Blooming in Indiana, Indiana, Indiana and then the visit from the folks uh, from Wisconsin last night on the girls' side of things. And then we'll close this thing out with a tribute and a celebration to the young ladies of Husker Volleyball. But let's start. Recent whispers, comings and goings, uh, a position of importance uh, to this program, uh, and the whispers that Tony White uh, will be the next uh, defensive coordinator for the University of Nebraska football program. Now, as this information is shared and, is, and as the information is, is, is put out there, then you can get into what it means, who he is and what he brings to the table and what it would mean for Nebraska. Now, we still haven't heard directly from Matt Rule on what he wants from the defense other than it being large and in charge up front and then super physical uh, in the 11-man scheme. Curiosity says, let's ask about Tony White and what his – resume is and being an ACC uh, type defensive coordinator and running a three three five defense which is his specialty it's not what he what, what he's limited to because he can do other things he can coach other things but what he's known for where what his meat and potatoes are three three five defense which husker fans will tell you hmm that's built around spread offenses, and your ability to match up athletically rather than physically. That's the very nature of it. 
And that means that you're putting three big, gargantuan, big ones up front. And you have to have three very versatile linebackers who can both fill and boundary set no matter where you are in the field and what the down and distance situation is. And then on the back end, having a unique unicorn of an athlete who can play both boundary, edge setter, outside force, inside linebacker fill, and blitzing up the middle. <laughs> they don't always get to come off the edge. They, they need to go come up the middle sometimes so that the easiest thing to block is when you know where somebody's coming from. <laughs> and that's a part of the trick and the magic of the 3-3-5 is that you never quite know where the personnel is going to be from down to down. And then you're not quite sure what their responsibilities are going to be from down to down. In the coaching profession, we call that trickeration. It's magic. Look over here, because all the while, I'm bringing a hammer over here. Oh, well, there's magic over here. Uh, I'm now going to bring the magic from over here and bring the hammer from over here. And catching offenses off guard and trying to make them off balance. But here's the thing about that. There's certain conferences where that sort of defense plays really well. And they're really well known. The Big Ten is not one of those conferences. Sorry, it's not. It's not. Yes, it's it, you can flex. The beauty of the 3-3-5 three, three, is that you can flex. So you can bring that monster through personnel or talent. You can bring that monster downhill and turn that into a 4-3. But then are you asking those four linemen now to do the things that they're best at, or are you asking them to be more versatile? There's a difference in what you're asking. You can flex that 3-3-5 three, three, into a 3-4 and bringing that. And again, there, there's a different skill set and a different group of responsibilities that are required in that 3-4 as you as the edge setter and boundary setter or the inside filler. And if that monster, that unique talent, that specific skill set is on the field, offensive coordinators know. There is a thing of the three, there is a level of the three that that particular player does better than the others. There's also a thing that they do worse than the others. And so offensive coordinators tend to do this. Identify the monster, identify what he does the worst, and attack that thing. <laughs> And Nebraska fans, you know, you've witnessed it and you've seen it. There are times where that goes really well for Nebraska, and then there are times when it goes terribly wrong. We will see if, one, the, the hire is confirmed. Two, uh, what the brand is going to be. Is the brand going to be 335? Is it three, you know, 344? Is it 434? Uh, is it 5-3 because you can flex to that if that's what you want to do and bring two linebackers and have one other one less player in the back, right? Some people would say, yeah, bravo, go hey, move that five up front, five front up there. Let me see that a couple of times in the Big Ten and let's see. But then, you know, Ohio State and those receivers skill set guys, yeah, that sort of thing. Lots to find out. Again, the beauty of this thing as we progress through the transfer portal, the improvement season, and the staffing season is that 
we will constantly have more questions and answers. We'll get more answers as we go. <laughs> we'll give you those answers as we get them. And then we'll keep talking along the way. We'll throw it to break here. Talk a little bit more about the transfer portal in football, and then we'll conveniently slide into Husker basketball and the night that was for both the men and women last night. And then we'll close out this bad boy with a little bit of a shout-out and tribute to the most elite program on the campus, the University of Nebraska. We'll talk about that when we come back. Welcome back, Locked On Huskers, Locked On Sports Network. I want to thank the folks again. Omaha Steaks, look, a couple of things that you need to understand about this. And it's when you can do this, like being a Virginia kid, I never tied Omaha to Nebraska. Like it's a weird thing. But it was a name that I was familiar with in a city that I was familiar with in its brand, but I didn't know where it was. And the love affair that I had with Omaha steaks as a kid, and we had steaks, you know, we were a meat eating family. I can, I, I can say that. Uh, we had local butchers and local uh, vendors, but the Omaha steaks delivery was special. We got it twice a year, twice a year, end of school holidays. Sometimes we would get them before Thanksgiving most of the times we got them right before Christmas, which meant that as we were home for, for school break, for winter break, burgers and steaks, baby. Like, we were going to live. It was like when my stepdad got his, his bonus, that's where it was going. It was going to all my steaks. So they've set you up. They've hooked you up. Again, there's a minimum order uh, required, but $30 off if you use Locked On as your code when you sign out, when you check out. So. Go ahead and do that. Find yourself something really cool in there. Get yourself a package or even better, get somebody you love a package. Do that. Um, again, subscribe, share. Please do that for us. Greatly appreciate it. Um, I want to finish up. We, the, 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 the news today was Jacques Yant uh, entered the transfer portal, uh, heard from uh, the young man and his and his family, talked uh, to his mom, Uh I want to be clear in what the transfer portal does for both, for all parties involved. And I want you to clear your brain about what you think of the transfer portal for just a second, right? Clear your head. But think of a 19 or 20, sometimes 21-year-old teenager, young, young person, young man or woman. And they were asked to make a decision at age, often at age 17, sometimes at age 18. And in those decisions, they are dealing with and engaging with paid professionals who are the best at what they do in recruiting players to their programs and campuses. That's literally what they do. And they're doing this to young people, often with families who do not have the information that they do. And the assumption can be that the parents, being adults, would be worldly enough to understand what athletic programs are asking the young people to make a decision on. But think, I can speak to my own recruitment. recruitment. I can speak as a coach who sat in the living rooms of players with parents and recruiters. 
And I can tell you that the promises that are made are one-sided and single-handedly heavy. The paid professionals in the room are there to pitch and sell. And what's often forgot by the fan base is there are families connected to the young people and they too are affected by the recruiting process. They too are affected by the promises made, whether it's financial promises, emotional promises that, hey, give me your son and I will take care of him. I will love him as you do. I will send him back to you better than I found him. And then those families find out that there are other families that those same promises and commitments have been made to for the very same job task. That for any running back that's going to be recruited by the University of Nebraska, he is not alone. He is not the, the priority. He is not the purpose. Because there are other running backs already in that room. And there are all other running backs who are being recruited by the same people who sit in your living room and make promises to you about if you give them your child, the life and existence that they will have and the experience that they will have. And then when you find out that there are things that can't be fulfilled and you find out that one, that the young people have to fulfill a part of the promise, the paid professionals have to meet that though those promises and, and fulfillments. And then the families have to fulfill and promise commitments and, and financial obligations because whatever's not taken care of by the university has to be taken care of by the family. And those families who will drive up and down the road from you know southern and eastern and western and northern parts of the country to get to Lincoln, Nebraska, may or may not have the resources to do so. Not everybody has the resources to jump on a plane and fly to Lincoln, Nebraska for 10 weekends a year and pay for hotel and meals and all those gas and all those things. Those things are there. And you don't understand the, you don't always understand the financial situation that the family's in when you recruited them. Not all recruits are the same. Some come from second and third generation athletes. Some come from families that are having difficulty paying the phone bill and having the electricity on. They may or may not have insurance. Like there are things that happen in this space. So we have to be aware that as we talk about the transfer portal, just for a second, ponder the situation of the young people, the situation of the family, and then the situation of the university that's there. When athletes jump into the transfer portal, yes, they are removing the responsibility and the accountability from the program to themselves and to their family. Think about that. Because if they decided to stay in programs where they're not sure what their standing was, then the accountability and responsibility is solely on the university, and the university may make a different type of decision for them. And then it becomes about the statement. The statement. Who separated from whom? And for teenagers or young 20-year-old college athletes, having a university of paid professionals 
with marketing and spokespeople and professional sentence crafters and narrative creators, giving them the control to say that that is a good young man or not a good young man, that's a good young woman or a not good young woman, is different than the athlete and the family making a statement for themselves. And if it were your son or daughter, which side of that discussion would you want them to be on? Do you want the family to make a statement for itself or rely and trust a university and an athletic department to make a statement about you for you without your consent or control? Hmm. What side of the fence would you be on? So as we get these transfer portal announcements, think first and foremost. What's going on? Why? And then how? How did this happen? Those are all things that are in play when you talk about the transfer portal anywhere, including Nebraska. We'll be right back to Lockdowns. One final segment of this episode of Lockdown Huskers. Greatly appreciate you hanging out with us. Uh, we, we went a little deep today, you know, just – to change, I just want this to be a thinking person's podcast. I want this to be where information is shared. You can agree or disagree down in the comments. I'm not going to be mad whether you disagree with me or not. I do this. I speak from a place of experiences and knowledges that I that are personal to me and that I'm aware of directly. And in some of the cases, student-athletes, uh, the student-athlete was right in, in, in making a change. In some cases, they were wrong, um, but those are young people. That's what young people are, are there. That's what they're there in college to do is to get smarter. And the only way to get smarter is to figure out what you don't know. That's my favorite college quote from my from my college coach. You have no idea what you have no idea about. <laughs> it was gospel. It still works. Thank the folks from Omaha Steaks. Everything you need to give a gift that's simply perfect. Perfectly aged, tender steaks, juicy burgers, uh, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. You know those ones where you just sit back in front of the TV and enjoy yourself, and you might even pop a button when you're done. If they, they set you up, Omaha Steaks, if you go to omahasteaks.com and use the code LOCKDOWN, $30 off, minimum orders uh, uh, are required, but go find something for you, your family your friends, people you love, uh, and people that love you. Do that. A um, couple of things in closing and wrapping this bad boy up. Huskers men go to Indiana to go to Bloomington. They are without Sam Greasel. And they missed their six, seven-point guard and offensive defensive quarterback. They missed him. But there were good things in this. C.J. Wiltshire with a 22-point performance. Uh, he was exceptional. You got four uh, uh, starters in double double figures on the road. They never quit. They 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 fought. Actually, got within seven and actually had an opportunity to make a uh, a real game of it down the stretch. Couldn't get it done. Uh, no time to pout. No time to worry because I don't know. Here comes number four Purdue <laughs> to PBA and what will be a packed house. And Husker fans, if you are in Lincoln. You better go get your tickets and get down to PBA so it's not filled with Boilermaker fans. Like if that y'all let that happen, look, I'm gonna be there. And if I see a lot of black and gold, I'm gonna be upset. 
Go support this basketball team. The ladies will be home. They had a successful night in, in Wisconsin last night. Great effort. Jess Shelley, again, third 30-point night in four four ball games. She was exceptional. They got all sorts of help. It was good to watch. And then they got Sam for this weekend. So, you know, it's time to support them as well. And both of them go on a week-long break, so you don't have any excuses. There's no reason, like, you're not going to have, like, send them off into this holiday with good crowds at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Both teams are extremely watchable, easy to support, and otherwise. I want to take the final moments of this, of this podcast and this episode to say how proud I am in my time here in Lincoln that I have become familiar and family with several, with several parts of this volleyball team. And this season ended in what was just a slugfest between them, uh, I, them in Oregon. And I thought I thought they had several chances to win. But here's the thing: I say this often. I'll say it again. The reason why the scores matter are the people and the stories within the game. It's the people that make the scores matter. And I can tell you that John Cook. Jalen Reyes and this coaching staff, uh, Nicklin Hames, Kenzie Knuckles, Maddie Kubik, to have this elite level of people, people in your program as a part of its legacy. If you want to be, you want the definition of Nebraska volleyball and Nebraska athletics. And you want the elite apex level of who the students slash scholar athletes are. No program in the country could march out three young ladies who better exemplify what exceptional Husker athletics is about. These are three of the best young ladies you could possibly meet, three of the best people, and their legacy and what their imprint and impact an influence on this program. Look, as they walk off the floor, as they walked off the floor today, there are three things that Husker fans can say to you. Thank you. Love you. Well done. Well done. Well done. We'll close it with another three words. Go Big Red.